welcome to In My Mug episode 282 on Monday the 7th of April 2014. I've got an itchy nose. Um, I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug, but welcome to no news. Yeah, that's right, no news. Um, that's because I, I've had to record this early before going off to the UK Barista Championships where I will be uh, competing in the Brewers' Cup and in the Ibrick Championships and where Dale, uh, our resident barista type person, will be competing in the UK Barista Championships. Um, and I will be doing a live in my mug session on 5pm on Sunday. So this comes out Sunday morning-ish, hopefully. Um, and Sunday afternoon, we will be doing a live one. Now, it'll be episode 300 that I'm recording. I'm kind of getting a bit ahead for you guys, but this is going to be um, a very special one. It's properly live. It's also going to be streamed. The revolution will be streamed. Um, and you can come and watch on the live stream. There's a link on your screen now. Um, but if you're seeing this after Sunday, it's going to have gone. Um, and you'll have to wait until episode 300 to catch up. So I haven't done a very good job of announcing that stuff, have I? But we should get on. So let's go to focus on. And this week it's on Colombia and the region of Antiqua... Antic... Yeah. And Antic... Oh, yeah. I'll get it right in a minute when we come to focus on. So I'm going to be talking about Antokia, which is a department um, uh, in Colombia. It's one of 32 departments located in the central northwestern part of Colombia. Uh, and a narrow section of it actually borders the Caribbean Sea. Uh, actually goes as far up as nearly to Central America. Um, most of its territory is mountainous, uh, lots of valleys, uh, and part of the Andes mountain range. So think about Bolivia, Peru, up through Colombia. Um, the department covers 63,000 square kilometres and has a population of 6 million. Um, and Medellin, uh, Antokia's capital city, is the second largest city in the world. And that was Focus On! So we should talk about this week's coffee. So it's located in the La Quisina region of Jardin in the department of Antokia. I'm getting this, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it right. I pronounce it different every time anyway. Um, the, this farm sits at 1800 meters uh, and is a fully washed underwater fermentation coffee um, from the Franco family. The farm is very, very much a family business. So when I say Franco family, they're all involved. So you've got Hugo, Julian, Carlos and William all involved. Um, uh, and their parents used to own a farm also. Um, so they've been around coffee for quite a long time and obviously picked up a lot and learnt a lot from, from, from being around that. Um, they bought this farm in 2006, which has a total of 23 hectares, uh, but four of them are dedicated to coffee. Um, the rest of them, they grow bananas and pineapples. Um, I'd love to taste a fresh pineapple off the tree. I've never seen a fresh pineapple off the tree. Uh, yeah, that's something I would love to do. Um, the farm has 15 permanent work workers, including the brothers, and has 10, 25 uh, temporary workers who all live in the local area. Now, it was weird because when I was finding out about this, I get the feeling that they're all kind of friends. They all kind of get together and socialise fairly regularly. They were telling me about how they play football together and everybody kind of gets on. And it was something they were very keen to stress and get across. And I just thought it was super interesting. Um, the other thing they were telling me that uh, during the picking stage, William is responsible for making sure the workers pick only the ripest cherries. Um, 
this is done over many passes, so they'll walk through and pick the coffee, and then they'll have another walk through and pick the coffee, picking only the ripest, uh, best cherries as they go. And once harvested, they actually let it rest for six hours. Um, I've not, I've seen it in a couple of places, but it's not something you see a lot. Um, and then they depulp it, and then they leave it submerged in water overnight. Um, and then in the morning, they change the water again um, and leave it for a further 12 hours, and then they dry it in the sun. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, what it shows is they have a consistency in their process. They've got a process that they follow and they do, um, and it seems to be really working for them. And I like consistency because then they can repeat when coffee is amazing. So the farm is called Los Pomas, um, owned by the Franco family. It has an altitude of 1,800 meters above sea level. It's a Katura, fully washed, underwater fermentation coffee. Uh, Sun-dried on, uh, they dry them on the roofs of the, 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 the pulping place, the pulping station. Um, it's in Jardin in uh, Antokia, yeah. uh, in the region of La Casina. Uh, has a farm size of 23 hectares, of which four is dedicated to coffee. So now it is time for Mr. Glue's Daft Fact of the Week. The city of Jardin only has a population of 17,500, but during the holiday time that goes up far, far more as it's a popular tourist spot for Colombians. Roland doing his bit for tourism information in Colombia. Thank you for that, Roland. Um, and now it is time for the wonderful, wonderful map bit, which this week, um, where I zoom into, is exactly where the farm is. Now, I was a bit worried about this map bit because I didn't think I was going to find the coordinates, but luckily I have, so we're going up, up and away, up into the wonderful UK and across to Central America, to South America even. I'm not used to going to Central America, we're going to South America. But we're not going to Bolivia where we've been going a heck of a lot recently, we're not going to Brazil, we're going back to Colombia. Um, and we're going to go down, 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 down. And now we can see, so La Pomas is the highest one that we're buying. And here we go. Colombia produces 60% of the world's most expensive emeralds. I didn't know that. That's clever, isn't it? But yeah, so you see here, Los Pomas is at the very top of this spine of coffees that we buy, which is quite unusual. I've gone a bit crazy with the uh, zooming downs and around, so you're going to get a little bit dizzy today. But there we can see. Now, that's the exact location. I had a photo and I managed to get the... Uh, the EXIF data off the photo so I could find the exact location, but unfortunately the satellite doesn't like it very much. So let's look at typography instead because that's the best we can do today. So, um, yep, the highest peak in Colombia is the Pico Cristobal Colon at 5797 metres. No coffee grows up there at all because that's too high. But that's the beauty of this Andean mountain range. There's such high altitudes um, and such variety of altitude too. So there we can spin round and see the uh, typography over that way. And um, that was the funky map bit. So I managed to get the coordinates for this farm from uh, an iPhone picture that they took on the farm and I kind of managed to get the EXIF information off it to find and that's the exact spot. So although the satellite was a bit grainy, it was great to get so close to the farm. 
Um, right, I'm going to wipe you on pause. I'm going to go and get tasty and delicious drinks, and I'll be back with you in just a second. So, I'm back. Don't have any coffee, but... Um, ooh, there's somebody somebody bringing me coffee. Thank you, Mr. Harris. It's a tasting set. It's got an aeropress for the dome. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. In a, in a Nordic Barista Cup keep cup. That, that'll be worth something in the future. So, dive into the espresso. So the first thing I noticed about this coffee, and every time I've cooked it, I've noticed this too, is that you start off with this really bright, white grape, effervescent acidity. But then, it's really weird, because it takes a bit of a left turn, and it turns into this like treacle toffee, sweet, um, and that's exactly what I'm getting in this espresso. Starts off really clean and transparent and then suddenly turns into something very different. Um, you know, that kind of sweet and really balances it out lovely. I mean, I think it's a beautifully balanced coffee. Ooh. I've just poured milk all over myself. I'm not having a good day today. Mm. Okay, into, into cappuccinos. So... What I think works well with the cappuccino is the sweetness part. So, sweet and sweet, more sweet. Um, we talked about that a lot, but this is really sweet. And actually in a pleasant way. It's not like a sickly, oh, that's overly, overtly sweet. It's actually very, very nice. But I know this is where I'm going to enjoy this. So, maybe not out of a plastic keep cup, but um, it changes from these. This, you get much more of a grape skin. So it's kind of like the, the skin of the grape, uh, much more than the grape itself. So, you know, and much sweeter grapes as well. That treacle toffee is there, but it's much kind of quieter than it is in the espresso. The espresso definitely seems to bring out that treacle toffee kind of kick to it. It's a delicious coffee. Um, so before we wrap up, I hope you're going to watch the live stream back on the screen again with the link. Um, I hope you're going to come to London Coffee Festival. If you come to London Coffee Festival and you see me around, please come say hi. I really like to meet people. I don't like to be that guy that's there going, you know, oh, I haven't got time to talk to you. I love meeting customers. I love meeting friends. I love meeting people who watch in my mug. Um, it always gives me a real big buzz. So please come say hello. I'm not horrible. I promise to be nice to you. I probably will be stressed and busy, but I promise to be nice to you and I would love to meet you all. Um, thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember... Life is definitely too short for bad coffee.